Welcome to the Confidently Creative Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Ward. In this episode, I'll be talking to award-winning creative producer, Sophia Marie Hornsey. She is the CEO of Sophisticated Entertainment, and she'll be telling us all about her journey, her influences, her inspirations, and she'll also be talking about her ambitions and how she plans to achieve them. Really valuable listening for everybody that wants to make a success of their creative business. Enjoy. Sophia, how are you? Hi, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I'm excited to have you because I haven't seen you for ages. We worked together a bit a while ago. And since then, you've gone on to become like a megastar. Oh, bless you. Thank you. I mean, you know, I I had good guidance, didn't I, Jason? You know, you you taught me well, sir. Flattery gets you everywhere. So (laughs) you are the CEO of Sophisticated Entertainment and you've got a lot of stuff going on and we'll talk about that in the next few minutes um we were talking about all the things that you are running at the moment and from christmas events to nightclubs to production shows all sorts so that's a lot of creativity so we'll start off with what inspires your creative ideas what inspires you creatively so i've i guess it's such a good question really because i'm i'm naturally i have a very overreactive mind overactive mind you know I'm always thinking about lots of things lots of ideas always thinking outside the box and I've always been like that even from a child you know when you know I often found myself even from a very young age daydreaming in class in like primary school and my mind has gone to a completely different place and I'm thinking about something totally different and I think I'm not one for copying ideas at all. That's something that I don't do. But I I don't think there's anything wrong with watching certain movies, reading certain books, um, you know, following local theatre trends and ideas and all of that sort of thing and, and putting your own spin on it. I do love to create my own ideas. Um, you know, sometimes something will spark me off and I'll be like, oh, actually, that would be even better if, you know, something like that. Uh, but I, I'm very into the whole immersive theatre at the moment. And I think with a world like that, because, you know, typical theatre, it's on a stage, isn't it? And you watch it and, you know, that sort of thing. But as time's gone on, we have become a little bit more current in in what creative concepts that people want at the moment. And I think the whole immersive thing is very, very interesting. There's so many avenues you can go down with that. So as I, you know, as I mentioned before, I watch a a lot of shows, series, listen to music, podcasts, um, that sort of thing. And I just, I just kind of go from there, really. All right. What what are you listening? What's your, uh, what's your favorite show at the moment? Or what's the one that's inspired you most? This is probably really random, and I wouldn't say this is down the whole creative route, so to speak, but I'm absolutely obsessed with Amanda Francis' podcasts and her books. Um, So more the business side of it than the creative. Because obviously, you know, I'm a creative first and foremost, but I have created the company. And so it gives me new ideas to how to grow the business and you know, positivity and, you know, like everyday good time quotes that get you through the day. So I feel like that's driving me in another direction. Sorry, that's really interesting because 
when we first met, you were kind of at the beginning of your journey with sophisticated entertainment, and obviously you've developed a lot. So do you think that your your development recently, like over the last year or so, has been more creative or or more commercial or maybe a combination? I definitely say a combination of both. I think I've learned a lot recently about what works and what doesn't, you know, um, especially in the creative world. Since having sophisticated, I mean, I did a lot of creating before sophisticated. I worked for a lot of the cruise lines and a lot of theatre tours and that sort of thing. Um, but I've learned new things. Like, for example, we did the um, the advert for the World Cup um, with Paddy Power. Um, and that was so interesting to me because it was a completely different avenue. Um, you know, obviously, I've got small background in TV, but nothing like that. And I was like, wow, this is like a totally different thing to theatre. So I'm definitely learning things as I go through, um, 100%. I mean, I believe that you learn every day anyway. And I think if you're the sort of person that I am, I just can't get enough of it. I just want to learn every day. I want to know everything about every aspect of all the entertainment world in general, you know. You talked about reading, and I do know that you you love to read. And I think I recommended you the Bob Iger book ages ago. Yes, um, right of a lifetime. Yeah. Um, what else have you been reading? Because uh, I have to admit, I'm more of a business book kind of person. Okay. Um, just as much as I would love to sit and read like a lovely novel and that sort of thing, I, I would love to. But even on holiday, I just I don't have time. So I think if I do have time to read a book I'd rather be reading it and educating myself um a good book that I've been reading at the moment is how to become a CEO um, okay it was it's just a very small book that is not huge um and it, it's just brilliant it just gives you like pointers on different things and queens in business I've been reading a lot about um because that is what I enjoy you know if I'm going to pick up a book it would be something like that. I mean, I have to hold my hands up. I have just purchased the Prince Harry book. Good. I read it last week. Yes, I saw. I saw. I mean, you know, and the last thing I want to do is cause a big debate. But I have. I mean, I haven't <laughs> opened the first page yet. But I was very into the whole Netflix thing, and I'm look like for me, that's interesting for me. So right. I will read stuff like that, but. Yeah, anything that can inspire inspire me. The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Beep is a brilliant book as well. You know, I, you know, at the end of the day, I just want to, I feel, this is my motto, and believe it if you will, but this is what I always say to everyone, the more you better yourself, the more you can better your business. And I think that is so true because, you know, if I get up and I'm feeling, oh, God, I've got to do it again. Oh, this is all, you know, then you're not going to be driven and then you can't drive a team, can you? So I do believe in, you know, positivity and I read a lot of books like that. And you are a very driven person. I know that. And I think that's probably coming through in what you're saying as well. And that's nothing to be ashamed of, by the way. It seems to me, Sophia, you're reading like they're not textbooks, but it's like people's experience that they're sharing that you can learn from. Absolutely. I mean, you know, you've got it right there in front of you. Like there's a there's a guy, and I'm sure that maybe some of your listeners would be familiar with him. His name's James Sinclair. And um, he is a born and raised Essex boy. 
Um, and he, you know, he went to the local school down the road. He's a he's a huge entrepreneur. He owns um, the Party Kingdom, which is huge. He started as an entertainer that just did literally children's parties. He now owns pretty much everything, entertainment in Essex, all these huge venues. And, you know, I love watching his stuff online. But he is so driven, it's scary. Like, it's like it's, he's just like a million miles an hour. And he's got all these courses online you can do and you know, why, why not invest that little bit of money that, that you could go and, you know, for me, I could go out on a night out in Brentwood where I live and go out for a couple of cocktails with the girls. And anyone that's watching this knows that a meal and a couple of cocktails, you're looking at the best part of a hundred pounds. Well, I'd rather take that hundred pounds and put it into something that's going to benefit me in the long run, as much as I do love the odd cocktail, Jason. I think we've got breaking news here. Sophia Marie Hornsey is sensible, everyone. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> like, no, she's not. <laughs> well, you, you you worked on board ship, so you've you've had a good time. Yeah, just yeah. you just for a few minimal years. Uh, yeah. So it's interesting to talk about uh, James Sinclair's where he talk about how um, he's managed to really transition from being an entertainer to being an entrepreneur, but through really channeling people's desire to get out and about, um, you know, and be entertained, and that sort of leads me to the next question, which is. Why do you think arts and culture is important to everyone? Yeah, again, such, you know, such a, a good question. I mean, you know, let, let's go back to, to COVID time, right? I know it's a dark time that none of us want, want to really think about, but, you know, it, it may not be that you're interested in theatre. You know, you could just turn on Netflix and watch that or turn on the radio and not, give it another thought but actually what people don't understand is everything is entertainment that that tv show that you've watched on netflix you might not be you might not care less about musical theater or a theater production or anything like that but that has still been cast it has still been directed it has still been created it has still been costumed it has still been you know the production value technically behind it as well and people don't even give that another thought. So I actually believe that every single person in this world loves entertainment and the arts culture in some way or another. I agree. I agree 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, and it's, it's not really something we think about, is it, either, you know? And um, I'm massively, as you know, Jason, from the work that we've done together before, I'm massively involved with um, young performers um I'm really all about you know driving young performers and encouraging them I feel it's so important to encourage those younger students and children that are interested in the arts guiding them nurturing them how do you get a casting what do you have to do to get a casting and that's the same with their parents as well some of the parents you know without the parent being on board it's not going to happen for the child you know these West End shows for young company casts even the pantomimes that I put together myself, it's such a huge commitment to ask somebody's mother or father to bring them every day, all day, pack them a lunch, pick them up, have to remember that they've got to have these tights, these shoes. You know, there's there's so much more to it. And I think, but where I do have a particular passion for it, I want to do it. You know, I like to nurture those young performers and that sort of thing. No, absolutely. And I know from my time like over the last two and a half three years I started to mentor younger 
creative professionals in my area here and you know is it going to pay my mortgage is it going to buy me a new car it's not the reward is somewhere else the reward is seeing these people develop and i think that's and i also agree with you about arts and culture is everywhere it really is isn't it and you don't even think about it do you like you know we take it so for granted we turn on the radio turn on tv you know there's everyone everyone loves a movie everyone loves it cinema you know what i always say to people somebody designed your fridge yeah and that's still creative exactly (laughs) so you're talking about like you advise young people and you you know you help them if you were going to talk to a business what advice would you give to a business to help them become more creative think outside the box If I can give one word of advice, it would be think about new concepts. It's all very well. You know, I think a lot of people have this dream, you know, like especially people that were once in the industry, but then, you know, they they may have stopped performing and then they want to open up a a company similar to, to what I've got. I would first of all say if your heart is not 100 million percent in it, Because when I sit here and say to you, I eat, sleep and breathe sophisticated, you know, it is such a huge part of of me. And it doesn't just stop because you meet someone or you go out for the night or, you know, whatever. It it is always there. So I'd say 100% you've got to be really, really in it and give your absolute heart and soul to it. Um, Secondly, I would say don't just copy a concept. Don't just be like, right, well, oh, what they do looks all right. Well, maybe I'll just, you know, try and do something a bit similar. No, come up with an idea. I look back to when Sophisticated first started and it was during COVID. I did take that gamble of opening it. And I remember when we got um, invited to present a, like a, um, present a concept to a drive inside theatre. Now, this driving side theatre thing had been thrown together in a heartbeat because it was like, we just all need, you know, the company, we just need to make money, we need to do something, um, keep the arts going in some capacity. And we put together um, like a remake of of our Wonderland show. And we, but we didn't just watch Alice in Wonderland and copy it you wouldn't even know it was Alice in Wonderland that you were watching. It was a totally different thing. And this is what people need to do if they're planning on doing something similar to what I've done. Come up with your own ideas. You know, you look back to the Christmas train, um, Jason, we spoke about this for months over the Christmas period, how we made an immersive train ride and the children all board the train. They have their meal. They watch the entertainment going all around it. I didn't know of anyone that did that. You know, you just come up with these ideas, don't you? And then that's what makes you unique. You need to be unique to be successful in this industry because there are just too many people out there trying to do it and doing the same thing. Yeah, I agree with that. There is there is a lot of uh, secondhand, thirdhand, fourthhand, and it just, you know, it just gets more and more diluted um, in our industry, especially. If you're going to talk to somebody that wasn't in our industry, that wasn't in the arts, wasn't in entertainment, how would you advise them on being, becoming more creative? I would just say, you know, to to involve creativeness into your business is good in for lots of reasons, but it generates, you know, it, it's good motivation for a team. I agree. I think sometimes it's just seeing things from a different perspective. So when you get yeah. to see 
your boss or your co-workers in different situation um that can definitely help i'm just going to ask you as well you started your career as a performer correct that's right i did yes so i had a really you know and i'm going to go into it because why not i mean you know i want i want this podcast to be real and ready and you know and i hope that i really really hope that someone young is listening to this and can really take on board what i'm about to say so during school i'll be honest with you i didn't get on well at school at all i still i always did my performing my mum's a dancer i do come from that background so yes i was very fortunate in the fact that i had a little bit of a heads up and she knew the right people and that sort of thing but you know i still got there myself but with school i i didn't get on at school but the one thing about my school is they did notice you know thank god that i was gifted in the arts and they actually excused me from school to go and do um, GCSEs privately and then go to college early. So I actually went to a dance, well, a performing arts college um, early than I should have. So I was in there from about 15. So by the time my three years were up, I had I was fully qualified and trained at 18, whereas most of the girls and boys, guys, on my course were 18 enrolling into the course. So I kind of had that like upper hand a little bit because I was 18 and ready to work. So I was very, very fortunate in the fact that a day after my 18th birthday, I got cast in um, a pantomime of Cinderella um, up in the highlands of Scotland in Abbeymore. And that was such a big deal for me. I was like, oh, my God, I cannot believe that I'm going to work professionally. I I never thought I would actually do it. I wanted to, but didn't think that I would actually get to do it. And and then it kind of just snowballed from there. I went on to do lots of touring theatre after that. And I did lots of shows and touring shows and then got on my first cruise contract um, with Fred Olsen Cruise Lines. And then went over to Carnival Cruise Lines. And in between, I did lots of other things. I sang at the Grand Prix in Bahrain and opened that. And, you know, like little opportunities that, well, not little. I suppose it was quite a big deal at the time. But opportunities come to you when you're surrounding yourself by the, with the right people. And I think if there is anyone young that's listening to this as well, or even if you're not particularly young and you're looking to, you know, go into the arts, why not? I think everyone's got a calling and my calling, I wasn't good at academics. I know enough to run my business, you know, and I do have to seek advice. I have to have an accountant and I have to have, you know, someone that does this, that and the other, because I know my areas that I need the help in. But I think that if you are, I knew my calling in life and I knew what I was supposed to do. And that was that. You just said something really massively important. You have to identify where you need help. Absolutely. And you know what, actually, it's funny because you were the one person when we were doing our um, training. Um, for those of you that don't know, Jason used to mentor me um, and it was really amazing. And we had a lot of really great sessions together, which really did boost my business and help my business a lot. Um, and during that time, I think that was something that you made really clear to me that, you know, I was literally trying to do everything. And 
you know, even now I've, I've had to reteach myself how to use spreadsheets, how to do this, how to do that, because as the overall owner of the business, okay, I don't want to sit there and do a council day, but I need to know what's going on in my own business. So I have had to learn that. And you've clearly done really well. So congratulations, because your Thank success you. is fantastic to see. And you've worked with lots of great people. So mm. I'm going to ask you, who's your who's your kind of creative hero? Oh, this is such a nice question. Oh, honestly, I, I I could probably reel off like a million names, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna talk industry creatives first. Now, if there's anyone I don't mention, it, I, I'm sure that you've all helped me along the way because I know you have. But there are a couple that have like super stood out for me over the years. And without them, I don't think I'd be where I am today without their like guidance and things like that. Um, Steve Donnelly, um, for those of you that that know him, I met him years ago at um, TED UK um and Natalie Dawson as well and you know that was many many years ago but they have had a huge part in I, I just so I was so inspired by them like they used to walk into a room and I used to be like oh my gosh they're in here like I need to you know like because I just wanted to like give that good impression and do well by them and now they're friends of mine and it's amazing even when they ring now I'm like oh hello oh hi hi how are you you know whereas you know, because, you, you know, your respect for someone never never changes, does it? Andy Mills-Brown from TAG, um, we were really great. I mean, still are, like, really close. I remember he came on board with me um, as a guest and cruised with me and said to me, I'm opening TAG. And I was like, oh, that's very exciting. Like, you have to tell me all about it. And now, like, I look back to that conversation and I just see this, like, absolute, like, huge company that he's built and I think good for you because I was st stood there with him the day that he said to me yeah I think I'm gonna you know give it a go and and how wonderful like now he's got all you know he's doing so well I, of course I naturally aspire to you know to learn from these people um you know yourself as well Jason I'm not just saying it because we're on the call but I learned so much from you and your experience that you had and all what you've done throughout the industry there's a couple of other people that are in my agent's association that guided me with with certain sorts of things, paperwork and how this works, how that works. And, you know, you've got to learn it from the people around you, 100%. I absolutely agree. And it's also interesting that sometimes when you talk to people about that, they'll talk about artists or choreographers, pop stars, whatever, and you've talked about people that have actually combined the creative with the commercial, you know, mm. Andy Mills Brown. Absolutely. He, he's, he's very commercially minded, but very creatively minded. And that's why he's built tag to where it is. Um, is that how you see yourself that, that create commercial creative? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously sophisticated is fairly new in comparison to some of these um big companies and you know and as much as I love what they've done and everything like that we want to be our own entity you know and that's what you know as I said it's it's about looking up to someone and aspiring to you know what they've done and looking at what they've done instead of trying to like carbon copy it that isn't what it's about um and I think if you really are a natural creative you wouldn't want to do that anyway because you would feel restricted Right. Um, because it's your, 
you know, it's your creative ideas that make your company what it is, right? And you've created a lot. So what is the piece of creative work that you're most proud of? Oh, that's a hard one. I'd say probably because it was our first ever show, Wonderland, the UK tour. Um, I couldn't believe how many venues it went into. We got incredibly lucky with a contact of mine that randomly had written um, a show called Alice, which was due to go into the West End, uh, which never quite, they kind of like trialed it and then it kind of went on off and, you know, it was a bit like that. And then, but they still owned the rights to the music. They were good friends of mine. They um, got wind that I was doing Wonderland and offered to, um, you know, that I could use their music score. So my Wonderland show had a, an original music score and the week that it went live, the producer and the creator of that won a Grammy for Dua Lipa's album out in, wow. out in America. And you couldn't really make the timing up because then we started advertising that. We were proud of it, of course. Like, you know, one thing that I took from someone at um, a business um like speaking thing that I went to they said to me if you've got if you've done something good you've won an award you've done something or something good's kind of happened you shout it from the rooftops and that's what we did this show has an original music score it went absolutely crazy we would sell out and it was it was brilliant and it was it was it really was good 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 times it was you're listening to the Confidently Creative Podcast with me, Jason Ward. Remember, subscription to the Confidently Creative Podcast is absolutely free, and I'd love you to like it, share it, and let me know your feedback. Let's get back to the interview. You've done pantos as well, You've got, and I saw you've got a 60s show. Yes, so our 60s show is with a live band. Right. Um, I've got a fabulous MD. His name's Phil Short, and he is he actually started working for me as a guitarist and singer. Um, and we used uh, Phil for a lot of our um, festivals that we did with the council. Um, he, they, he was really, they just loved him. We used to book him all the time. And he said to me, hey, I've got this band. We would really love to put this 60s show together. Is there a way that we can incorporate our band, your singer-dancers, and put a production show together? And it was kind of loosely spoken about. And then we just went live with it. And to be honest, it absolutely took off. But again, it's got a story. It's got a concept. It's not just 60s songs with a little bit of choreography. Right. It's got whole radio, DJ, all the choreography is where the um, radio comes to life and all of this. And then you go journey back through the decades, through the projection screens and all the voiceovers. It's a very entertaining show and it's sold out. Right. So we, we trialed it. And it just went crazy. And our Cinderella show that we did in the summer, that sold out. We just thought we'd do a quick run of it, see how it went. Sold out five shows. So we're doing it again this Easter, which is brilliant. And then we've got a new summer panto that we're producing in August. We're umming and ahhing over what one it's going to be. But yeah, there's... um. Yeah, there's, you know, it's just, it's brilliant, isn't it? I mean, the fact that you've got a blank canvas and you can create anything you want, fine, I will. <laughs> that, I think it's amazing. And, and I think, where do, you, where do you think you'll go next with, with your shows or with your with your productions? 
Um, I would love to keep doing UK tours, theatres. I would love eventually to get our shows abroad um, in some capacity. We're really, really pushing to produce shows on cruises. I think that's the absolute goal for us. You know, we've just got our our park holidays contract, um, which is amazing. And that's going to open up. I feel that's going to be really good for us, open up lots of doors for choreography aspects, you know, because it's quite high demand. There's a lot of cast, a lot of shows, and it all needs to be done in a tight time frame. And it all needs to be different and unique and special, of course. So I'm looking forward to that. And I hope that's going to help push us in the right direction to be considered when tendering for ships. And so that's that's what you're working on right now, the, the park holiday stuff, yeah? And, and anything yeah. else? We go into rehearsals for park holidays in February. Um, I'm really looking forward to that. We are obviously doing all our Easter shows at the moment. So we've got a we've got our 60s show, which will just go on again. The show is ready. Um, we've got our Easter pantomime, which we're putting together now, uh, ready for April. And then we've got our Soul to Cirque, which is a brand new show for us, which is previewing this year. Um, it's a fantastic show. I'm not going to say it's Cirque du Soleil-esque because it isn't. It's um, a journey through the jungle um, with dancers, lots of choreography, singers, and all the Cirque in between. Lots of fire, aerial, that sort of stuff. Um, and that seems to have had lots of interest. So we're, we're going to preview that at the Thameside Theatre in March. And where, where did the idea for this come from? Well, there's a, a lovely lady um, that I work with. She provides a lot of my Cirque performers. Um, so she's got a big circus company here in Essex. And we do a lot of work together. She'll come to me for dancers. I'll go to her for Cirque. Um, like I'm talking agency side kind of thing right. and she just said to me she was like look I feel we could do this I was like absolutely we could we're creating it for hopefully f to be able to tour um holiday parks hotels that sort of thing but it would also be a really good show for fly on on ship excellent now also I saw a post today uh that you are now a radio presenter <laughs> I am another little string to my bow um yeah it just you know what it just kind of happened um I was very fortunate enough and um, was sophisticated very fortunate enough to be nominated for the Brentwood Open Awards and we won it which was amazing so congratulations we were, thank you we won the People's Choice Award Ooh. and um Oh, it was lovely. I got to put that special dress on, Jason. I had my all my dress on, I had my hair done. And I went up there and collected my award and it was lovely. And funnily enough, um, Phoenix FM were hosting the evening. So in true Sophia style, I saw my opportunity and um, was like, hey, I, um, I'd love to chat with you. Followed it up. I've always loved radio. I love listening to it. I love being a guest on it. I love, you know, like the podcast that we're doing now. I love hosting that, you know, that sort of thing. I could talk for hours, um, as you can probably tell. But yeah, I just, I just kind of went there and said, look, I would really love my own show. And obviously, they were like, well, 
you know, wouldn't everybody? We know that there's quite high demand. There's quite a long wait here. And I was like, look, just give me, just give me a chance. I can, I can show you that I can really do this. The next thing I know, they gave me the Sunday morning breakfast slot. Wow. And so then, what is, are you just, are you playing your choice of music or are you taught your phone-ins? Are you doing a quiz? What's it all about? Do you know what? It is the best thing ever because it's three hours of whatever I want it to be. So they give you full reign of the show, which is amazing. Obviously, there are certain things that we have to play and there's certain times when you've got to read out the, you know, that you've got to click play on the news, you know, dead on 8.59, you know, like that sort of thing. Um, But yeah, the majority of it, I can interview who I want. I can talk about what I want. I can do whatever music I want, um, you know, as long as it's not like heavy rock at like, you know, 7 a.m. in the morning. Um, but, you know, I mean, Jason, you'll have to come on for a chat. I'm up for that. I'm totally up for that. I think that's amazing. There's a couple more things I just want to ask you. Just going back to the creative stuff, do you think that you will ever create something that's a story about you or an original story that you would kind of put together? Do you know what's that's not weirdly that's not the first time someone's asked me that because I I have so many stories of real things as well like you know don't get me wrong I'm a creative I love to elaborate but (laughs) um you know but there's there honestly some of my stories that I have got especially from ships and lots of different jobs that I've done you wouldn't even believe they are not only absolutely comical but like they would really make a story they would it would be great I would love to eventually do something like that especially maybe after a couple more years get a little bit more under my belt um, especially if I could go into a bit about how I opened up the business and hopefully that would help someone um, in the future but you know I've I've always wanted to do I think my next challenge that I'm gonna I'm gonna attack full force maybe towards the end of this year start of next year is to get on to some sort of tv show because I would give you entertainment for days so Sophia you've got a very busy year coming up which is great but where do you see the the big goal? Where do you see sophisticated going? I see us taking over the world of cruise ships. Everything that has got an option of an outside company coming in to produce, we will have it. That's my goal. And, and that's my new thing as well for this year. When you want something enough, you will have it. Not I want it. I will have it. You know, I understand it's not going to come overnight. And I also understand the realization of it I don't you know I know how hard these companies work to provide shows on ships I don't expect just to walk in there absolutely not no I have to go in there prove myself prove what we can do as a company and fight it out like everybody else does you know I don't expect anything handed to me on a plate at all I think um Sophia you've got two things which many people listen to this should maybe think about aside from being very creative first of all as we mentioned is your your drive because you are very driven by this but I don't think it makes you um I I don't feel that you're unpleasant because of it you just you know what you want to do but also I think you've got clarity 
you know what your goal is. And I hope, I don't know whether you would agree, but I would say to other people that are thinking about doing what you did, or maybe they're in a situation where their company's not doing everything it wants, find your clarity. Like, what is it that you want to do? Absolutely. And you can have lots of different goals. Like, don't get me wrong, I really want all the cruise ship stuff. That's the end goal. But there's other things I want. I want to make sure that I keep producing theatre shows. We're working on a new um, diva girl group at the moment with my Northern's operations team. It's, you know, I want to do new things all the time. But I think as long as you're clear in and, you know, I hold my hands up like red handed when I first um opened the company I was running at a million miles an hour with my fingers in so many pies I couldn't keep up with what was what what was this what we doing like it was you know you need to pull back from it and there has been times where I've had to say no and I think that was my biggest problem when you first open a company you say yes to everything which is great but you do yourself more of an injustice if you say yes to it, and then you can't fulfill it. So, yeah, you know, it's all very appealing when you're doing someone's wedding, and you're earning X amount of commission out of it. I've, I've only been to a couple of weddings in my whole life. What do I know about weddings? You know, let the people that deal with the bands for the weddings, deal with the bands for the weddings, make sure you know exactly your niche and where you are and what you're good at. I agree. And that's a really good note to finish on. Thank you very much. I appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to the Confidently Creative Podcast. Remember, subscription is absolutely free. And if you'd like support with your creative project or practice, just drop me a line. You can also follow me on Instagram for regular updates, insights and inspirations at Jason Ward Creative. I'll see you soon on the Confidently Creative Podcast.